What's going on, everybody? Uh, Mike Mel here. It is October 11th. Um, just want to comment on, or say, use yesterday's sell-off in stocks. You know, a nice down 4% day in the S&P. Um, to address maybe, you know, going back to the, uh, to the drawing board, maybe revisit things. I think these are good days. These are typically days and times when investors freak out a bit and make rash decisions and, you know, look at their portfolio more than they typically do on a day when, or a day or a week and months when, um, when the account's up. So just like to use yesterday as a day to, you know, let's just look at things and see uh, where we are, what we're doing, what we're invested in, how much we have here, there, and everywhere else, um, just to make sure that we are in accordance with our plan, if we have one, and um, in accordance to our risk-taking. We don't, you know, if we have limits on, we have... um, you know, rules on not being exposed to too much one way or the other way. So, you know, I think just a few things to to look at when either you are creating a plan or what to look at when um, you find yourselves in times like this, um, you know, typically when you're losing money and you're looking at the drawing board, is to look at a few different things. One is to look at, you know, what markets you're invested in. To which styles or what strategies you're invested in, and then three, um, what your time frame is. Um, if you're investing in you know one strategy versus another, um, do they trade or they invest in the same time frames? Do they hold positions um, for similar uh, lengths of time, or uh, are they different? And you know, just starting with the first one, obviously, most people are going to be invested in stocks and bonds. And I think, as, at least as far as their their liquid investments go, obviously they have some money in real estate in their own home or something like that, but uh, they don't see that fluctuate every day. Um, but the liquid stuff is mostly stocks and bonds. So if people are going to stay with that, um, okay. But but maybe look at, you know, having, or say, look at to see if you have a majority of your holdings in, one market cap versus another if you hold mostly large caps or most mostly small or you're heavily concentrated in one sector um you know financials or tech or you know the fangs or something um you know take a look at that um i think i think it's important to realize that you know stocks do cycle like all markets cycle um just for example you know um small cap stocks were uh, killing it in the early '90s, and then um, then the mid '90s hit, and then they um, took a back seat to some of the larger names, um, and took a back seat to some of the tech names. Obviously, that was the '95 uh, um, through uh, 2000 was one of the best five-year stretches uh, for the stock market in general, but especially the large caps. Um, same thing with international markets. Obviously, over the last ten years. They've lagged the U.S. markets, but other times, um, international led, and uh, I think 
the same thing goes for different sectors. You know, in different bear markets and bull markets, different sectors will lead and lag. Um, I think uh, one thing, you know, pointing out yesterday, this might not be the case going forward, but um, yesterday I noticed that utility stocks were, were holding up pretty well. And stocks that were beaten down recently um, were doing better. And, and in some cases, some of them are, were even green on the day. So, you know, when you look at the indexes um, and you think, and if, if you look at the indexes and you are, um, you know, all in with your portfolio P&L mimics the index's P&L, um, and that makes you uneasy, then here... You know, this is something else to think about. Maybe diversify within the stocks, diversify within the bonds. Don't just be in high grade. Maybe spread it out in terms of quality, spread out in terms of location of where bonds might be and stocks might be. Um, and also uh, time frame in, in terms of bonds in this case. Uh, you know, have some have some longer dated and short shorter term stuff um, just to... Just to diversify even better, um, not just being an all in on you know an S and P fund and uh, or a sixty forty uh, fund or something like that. Uh, These are just some uh, different ways to to think about uh, getting some additional diversification. And in addition to that, in addition to diversifying within the markets and stocks themselves, you could also diversify within strategies themselves. Obviously, there's value, there's momentum. Uh, obviously, there's just buy and hold, passive. Um, they all take turns in performing, in, uh, sorry, in leading and lagging the other groups. And um, you know, right now, passive has been leading. Last ten years, it's beaten, beaten value and definitely beaten trend following. Um, and th- it's just a te- it could just could just be a temporary. Uh, phenomena it could be a temporary fact, if you will, that momentum beats these other two, and beats um, you know some more other active strategies, other active um, you know macro strategies and uh, market neutral and stuff like that. Um, you know they're all going to have their time in the sun and then time in the rain, and it's really hard to know which one is going to win and lose next. I think it's um, you know what everyone's trying to do, but you don't need to know that. You can just be spread out and understand that um, sometimes this one's going to win, sometimes this one's going to lose, and it could, it could go on for years at a time, um, as, as we've seen. Um, and uh, I think that's just going to continue going forward. Um, these, these different strategies are going to do well. They all seem to perform in and profit cycles, uh, trend following did really well up into the crisis and re- really through 2010. Um, and then QE hit and uh, ZERP hit and the, tre- the trends died. Um, diversification died. You know, everything became uh, uh, risk on, risk off. And the only thing that really did well was stocks. So, you know, the passive stocks strategy, I should say. And, um, you know, but that's at some point going to end too. And then, 
and then it'll it'll win and lead at some point. But we just don't know when, so that's why I think another reason why um, it might make more sense to to uh, look at some other strategies out there and not being not be invested in all the same thing because when you invest in different things, in different strategies, different markets, and um, I think in, uh, maybe less important is to invest in different managers that trade on different time frames. You know, they hold they hold positions, some long, some short. You know, um, I think I don't think that matters as much um, as the other two, but um, but it, it creates a smoother ride for you um, in the long run o- over the course of you know your investing uh, career. Um, when you're all in on something, obviously you're, you're beholden to that, to that markets and to that strategies, uh, ups and downs. And you could just, you know, go through a 10 year stretch where it doesn't perform as well. And, you know, 10 years is a long time, you know, for most investors, one year is a long time. And, and that could be, uh, you know, one that could create suboptimal results because you could, you could be more stressed and, and make more and be more prone to making rash decisions and mess up the returns even more um, or um, you know you could diversify a little bit and and understand that um, you know you, you you may never you may never outperform um, any one single group, but you could be you know right around the top. Um, you just never get too far uh, in in bad times. Never never get too far down in bad times, and I think that's what diversification does. It doesn't really. It kind of solidifies you in the upper middle part of the rankings, if you will. Um, you know, obviously, there's always going to be some hotshot fund or stock out there that really destroys everybody. But um, absent having a crystal ball, it's really hard to. To replicate that strategy, might be, you might only be able to replicate it once, and then that's it. Um, you know, I think of like the big short guys as maybe a recent um, uh, good example. You know, they they replicated that trade once. You know, um, because there's only one opportunity. Uh, there's only one trend like that, um, and I think uh, I think a lot of people might be better served. Um, being more more diversified than they currently are, because I don't think uh, many people are are at, are diversified really at all. They're just you know long long the stock market. They got their large caps and they got some bonds, and that's pretty much it. And uh, you know maybe recently you don't care because it's it's done okay uh, last ten years or so um, done okay, but. Um, but I think there's there's a there's ways to do better, and I think that's that's diversifying between not just large caps but also small and mid caps, and not just U.S. but also international, and um, you know some other uh, some other kind of um, uh, stock markets and sectors, and then also diversify within management styles. I think I think for most people, all they know is is either passive or value. Um, they don't pay too much attention to you know, maybe some like market neutral or some, you know, some contrarian and definitely some trend following. Um, all these things do have value sometimes. And I think when you put them all together, um, they can create a much smoother ride for you that uh, 
might make days yesterday not as not as stressful and um I think over time uh I think that'll reflect in better returns as well. So uh I think that's all I got today. So just wanted to touch on that and use yesterday as kind of an entry point to talk about some of this stuff. So until next time, I will talk to you then.